Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual healing. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm going to start the podcast off today. Um, uh, Elliot's not going to be joining us this week. Uh, he actually just got a job, uh, a new job, cleaning the showers at Dodger Stadium. Um, however... He managed to negotiate terms such that such that he cleans them while they are in use. So oh. he's going to be missing several of the next uh, recordings. Uh, he's actually moved into Dodger Stadium. Mm. So yeah, so I'll start things off without. Him. Oh, yeah. he just hey. came in. Oh, here he yeah. is. Here he is. <laughs> he has a sponge up his butt. He actually <laughs> oh, takes he takes the Whoa, pole of the sponge. He sticks it up his butt and then he <laughs> rubs the pole. He scrubs. So the, the idea is that I'm cleaning the showers while they're in use. Yes, yeah. that's correct. <laughs> Because you want to see their dongs. <laughs> you want to see that Los Angeles Dodger dong. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, at Land, Land, you would agree. Land is a, oh, the producer God. of our Alan. podcast. Land, yeah. you would agree that Elliot is sexually unhinged, correct? <laughs> okay. Unhinged. He, he, he literally goes oh, preach. Brother. He said yeah. preach. Okay. Yeah. All right. Elliot, um, you can start things off. Thank now. you. Take the sponge out. Uh, so Kevin Hart recently, we've talked about Kevin Hart before. Um, he came into a lot of controversy when... He was going to be the Oscars host, and then basically the internet knocked him out of the running because he had old tweets that were homophobic, right, and right. he had said stuff that felt vaguely homophobic. I think we, it was pretty directly homophobic. It was pretty shitty. Yeah, pretty yeah. shitty. Um, but he apologized for it, and then he didn't apologize. Like, he apologized, yeah. and I'm not apologizing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm curious what you guys think about this, because um, he was so on the a... last time we'll talk about Kevin Hart for the rest of our lives. I hope Thank so. God. But it was interesting, because he was on a— I really do hate him. Well, I he was he was on a sh- I don't hate him either. Um, I, he was on a show, uh, a TV show on HBO, I believe. Anyway, so he was on this sort of, like, roundtable show with Lil Nas X, the rapper who did— um, I think it was, like, Barbershop, right? Old Town Road. Oh, it's all, oh yeah. but it's like in a barbershop. Yes, yes, the show is in a barbershop. But he's in these. For a second, I thought I was wrong, and I was like, is that just the no, most you're racist, right. ridiculous no, you're right, thing you're right, I've ever you're seen? Right. <laughs> so on the show, he's with a bunch of dudes, and he's with Lil Nas X, who is gay. And yeah. um, Lil, Nas S was a- Lil Nas X was asked why he felt it was important to come out after having early success with Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Hart kind of c- cut him off and said, he said he was gay, so what? And Lil Nas, Nas X tried to explain to Kevin that his whole childhood he was taught it was wrong to be gay. He said, it's not like it's being forced. It's like growing up, I'm growing up to, to hate this shit. I'm not supposed to ever like this. And Kevin Hart kept cutting him off and said, yeah. hate what? Hate what? Homosexuality? Gay? Gay, gay people, Lil Nas, said, Lil Nas said. And Kevin, he just could not. He couldn't seem to understand or, or comprehend. Kevin Hart could not. Kevin Hart yeah. couldn't seem to understand what the problem was? Well, I and, think and the yeah. internet basically was like, yeah. "Well, you're you're gas." Well, he was gaslighting. And Lil Nas, Lil Nas I, th- I think Lil Nas's quote here is really interesting. He mm-hmm. says, which I think we've talked about a lot on this podcast, the issue of on the down low and mm-hmm. homophobia and people of colors communities. Um, if you're really from the hood, you know, you know, like it's something that's not accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, being gay. Yeah. being gay. And Kevin and, Hart could not seem to wrap his head around it. <laughs> well, see, I will. I once again, I hate. 
I actually I don't I don't hate doing this. I I think the internet was overreacting to Kevin Hart. I I think to this is how I interpret it. I watched the video. I interpreted it as Kevin Hart know he got into some uh, hot water with the LGBT community, and so he's eager. Yeah. To he, he, he's a guy who probably doesn't have you know the, the understanding that perhaps we do about issues like such as this, mm-hmm. but he's eager to show it doesn't matter. That homosexuality is it's ridiculous to, mm. to care about homosexuality. And so this to me, as I interpreted it, this was in a disrespectful way because he kept cutting little Nas X off. He kept being like, Who cares about being gay? Right. It's, who how, why would you think that? It's almost like my dad in like two thousand I'm <laughs> talking about how why would anyone care that you're gay? Who cares? And it's like, but yeah. dad, this is like so naive to yeah. to imply that people don't care because h- millions of people care very deeply. <laughs> right, it's a it's an it, overcompensation it, it, that's I, meant to make you feel better, but it doesn't. I yeah. think his over. I think what you're saying is true, yeah. but I also think that's the reason why the internet should be freaking out on him because, in my opinion, why I hate Kevin Hart <laughs> is not necessarily because he's homophobic. I don't give a fuck about Kevin Hart and his personal feelings. I think Kevin Hart is only concerned with Kevin Hart. And I do think he was trying to placate being like, so what? Gay, gay. But in reality, he was just thinking in his head, how are people going to perceive Kevin Hart? How me, 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 me. And not actually listening to another person that is on the same fucking show he is. So guess what? Lil Nas is at the same level you are, Kevin Hart. It is not your show. You you need to be listening to these other people. And he's incapable of listening, which to me is very emblematic of many uh, heterosexual men in this country. It is that the world has told them that they are special, that they are in the right always, that they get everything. They get to host the Oscars even. They get everything. They get to and, host the Oscars? And, and mm-hmm. when they get in trouble for shit that they've said, they can't even apologize because it's still their fucking world. And so he's so in his own fucking world that he can't even see that this young man who is who made a very who did a very brave thing at the top of life likely his career with his number one song for weeks and weeks who did something really bold to make a difference in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. He diminishes it because it's Kevin Hart's fucking show. Just like every other straight dude in this country who diminishes other people's feelings and narratives and, and expressions. Well, for what it's worth, old town road is my nephew's favorite song. Of course it is. Love it. It's so huge. It's massive. Um, I, 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 you know, my thing is my sentiment is like a mix of both. Really. I think, in a sense, you can see that he's try, trying to, like you were saying, sort of overcompensate. What's the big deal? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, right, right. But the problem is he, it's sort of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. If he didn't say anything, people right. would be like, you monster. I agree. But the fact yeah. that he's trying to say something means I guess he's trying to do the right thing. But the real, I think the real takeaway is just listen. Yeah. Just give someone the space. It doesn't, and again, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be about you. It's not about you. Well, acknowledge, just acknowledge, acknowledge, and listen, and let it let it sit before you you make it about you. And it's not a shocking statement for Lil right. Nas to say, "Come on." I mean, you could even see in the clip, Lil Nas is like, "Come on, dude!" Like right. it's almost like he's trying to turn it into a joke. He's like, "You know, this is a you thing. Say, said, why are you, you know. acting like a fool? Like why are you?" I actually, I had an interesting experience. I went on a date a couple months ago with a guy who, uh, um. He was telling me about his coming out process, and he told it was it was uh, African American gentleman, mm-hmm. and 
it was interesting because it was one of the worst stories I've heard in a while in that mm. he he came out to his – he talked very openly about how in his neighborhood – and I don't think he was from a bad neighborhood, but he was, I, I, I think, from a predominantly African-American neighborhood. Uh, but he talked about how growing up it was it was really considered gross. And I'd never heard someone necessarily articulate that specifically before, that the community was like, oh, that's that's gross. And – he said that after he came out to his mom, their relationship uh, didn't change. They're still very close, but she won't. She doesn't call him anymore. Mm, she used to yeah. call him every day, and he says, "I have to. I always have to call her now." Huh. Which I thought was really interesting, and yeah. it's something we haven't talked about on, the, on this podcast at all because we don't have experience in the African American community, of course, LGBT community. But it's something that I thought was interesting about this, which is it's not. I also think it's a little un PC to talk about how there is some some pretty serious homophobia in uh, the African-American community. Oh, for sure, yeah. As is obviously yeah. the case with white communities as well and Asian whatever. You know, yeah. every every. Well, that's why Lil Nas X coming out is a huge deal. Yeah. Even though it's like, even though he might be a one-hit wonder, even though it could be the song of summer or whatever, at the center of it, he's a young kid yeah. who came out and is sitting in a room with other influential black men and is not letting Kevin Hart gaslight him. Yeah. And that's sure. really it's a bold interesting thing. to watch. It, it, it's it's interesting to watch, and it hopefully is a sign that people, men like Kevin Hart, who yeah. got success just by being obnoxiously entitled in a way that that you know they get attention for their own sort of vanity, and that maybe those type of men are going away, and we're looking at a more inclusive template of. The obnoxious dude, the Kevin Hart, the Lil Nas, the different voices yeah. that are needed in the yeah. templates so that people have options. Whereas now, there's a sea of Kevin Hart's. And Kevin, <laughs> maybe he, maybe Kevin Hart thinks it's gross. Maybe he doesn't think it's gross. Yeah. I don't give but a the, fuck what he thinks. Right, Don't be a right. douchebag. But the, I, but the hope, I, I think the hope is that instead of being a douchebag, it's like just learn to listen, yeah. just acknowledge. Mm -hmm. You don't have. It doesn't mean you have to become. I mean, it'd be nice if people became allies, but if they don't, just listen. Just, yeah. just it's let like the somebody Me Too, talk. It's like the Me yeah. Too movement. Like, you don't have to necessarily agree with what the, anyone is saying, but listen just to them. Listen. Their voices have not been heard. Yeah. Let their voices be heard, and then maybe say something if you want. Yes. But listen. Acknowledge mm. and listen. That's a good lesson. <laughs> um, also, Brent, I don't know if you know, but... <laughs> I that was a Mr. Rogers moment yeah, for Elliot. Was, yeah. That was a great lesson. I'm going to put my shoes on. I just wanted to point out that Lil Nas X has, I think, the kind of body that you're into. He, <laughs> he looks like he weighs 10 pounds. He has he no. Is, he has one cute. of those bodies that like he can be he's like, yeah, I'm ripped. But no, he's just skinny. So he did like yeah. a week of not eating and did hey, some push-ups. I'll take it. Friends into it. He'll take, take it. it. I hate skinny cheap. people who do that, though, who say like on like like uh, I remember on Grindr, people would be like, yeah, I'm I'm toned or whatever. And it's like, no, your bones, your bones. <laughs> and you did you did sit-ups for a week and you have that yeah, ability you because mm. you're that thin. And that's fine. But don't say you're just say you're thin. Yeah. You're not toned. <laughs> yeah. But they don't give you an option for thin. Yeah, they do oh, they slim. slim. Yeah, that's yeah. True. All right, great, great. Thank you, Grinder, for changing it up. <laughs> Not even joking. So, Kaylin Allen, hi. Hi, how, how are you? How are you? I'm wonderful. Good how are you? Good, good, good. Did you just come from the Ellen set? I actually didn't. We uh, wrapped a 
earlier today. Actually, I didn't even, I went in for like an hour today. I didn't have to do anything today at stage. I actually came from therapy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's balanced. You know it? Like, I'm all mellow and stuff. Like, I'm chilling. Yeah. Uh, Wait, do you like your therapist? Yeah. I love my therapist. Yeah. Male, female? Male. Male. And it's like the only thing that like I have every week that I'm like always ready to go. Yeah. Like oh, I really? always will adjust. Like, you know, like I'll cancel on the gym if something happens. Sure. Yeah. But that I'll be like, okay, how can I fit this in? Like, let me reschedule yeah. and move things around. Oh, see, my no, my psychiatrist, she's this angry Jewish woman who yells at me and I need that in my life. Oh, but yeah. I don't I don't enjoy going, but I know I need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I feel that. Is your therapist therapist gay? gay? Yes, 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 he is. And he's Jewish, too. Oh, Oh, thank God. So he's me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And you. Would you only... Well, you don't see a gay therapist. You see a lady therapist. I don't like going to gay therapists because I find them arrogant. Brent, you you too, right? I had issues. I had... Originally, I had issues going to gay therapists because I have have trust issues with the gay community. (laughs) But I've I've <laughs> since you know, come you know, around and I did see a gay therapist who I really liked. Oh, you know, good. obviously you have enough where uh huh. Yeah. You know, you're like they're they're just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, right. Kaylin, do you uh, did did you seek that? I mean, I sought that out. I'm wondering if you sought that out too. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because I well, ideally I wanted like a black gay therapist, mm. but that was like impossible. <laughs> so <laughs> so I was like, well, then I'll just settle for black and find another marginalized community to to mingle with. You know. So I was like, I need that kind of relatability in my life. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, um, you're best uh, known for your food videos, uh-huh. which I think our listeners, if they if they aren't familiar with mm-hmm. you, they've probably seen you on Ellen. And you 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 got sort of famous, internet famous mm-hmm. for reacting to food prep videos, correct? Yes, that is yeah. correct. Yeah. And like how where did you come up with that? And it wasn't even I mean, it wasn't even Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. It wasn't like something strategic. like Yeah, it wasn't strategic at all. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I need to start a YouTube channel. Like <laughs> let's do this thing and make yeah. some videos. It just came to me. Yeah. It was just a feeling that I had that was like, make a video to this. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll put up my camera, press record, and then I put it on the internet. And then I woke up the next morning to my phone just crashing and not being able to use it. Oh my god! Because it had gone viral. And wow. then Seth Rogen had retweeted it. It was Christy cornbread, T. right? A cornbread yeah, the video? first one yeah. was a cornbread video. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah. Oh, thank and, you. Yeah. Uh, do you? I mean, do you watch food videos to relax? Because I do. No, no. I don't. You watch don't care them. about food. I don't like. I do. I, mean, I don't know if you can say it, but you don't care about food. It's like I care about it to an extent. Like I care about it now because it's like something that people talk about but yeah i don't because even if i make a video to something and somebody like whoever made it or i remember i did this um unseasoned chicken video <laughs> and the lady that did it messaged me and was she she was just like i know how to cook i use these spices and was like giving me this whole dissertation about how she knows how to season her food and i was like lady i really don't care yeah right. you made the video lady like, i really yeah. don't care i've also yeah, become, you reacted to it i've yeah. become obsessed in how much I hate uh, food videos on Facebook, now Instagram. My Instagram is always force-feeding me these videos mm-hmm. of recipes that no one is ever going to try. I think you can. You have me to blame for that. <laughs> and, and this is why. No one this is ever going to try these. <laughs> but that's why I stopped doing them. Mm-hmm. Is because once people started to know that they were going to end up on Ellen, 
because of it. Yeah. They started to make food videos that were purposely just disgusting that no one was going to eat because <laughs> they knew that I would react to it and then it would end up on the show eventually. Mm. And for me, even though it sounds bizarre, it's just like, it just wasn't authentic and it wasn't genuine. And I was just yeah. like, I'm just not going to be sitting here just trying to make a joke just so some people can laugh, mm, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I care about... The reason why the initial videos worked so well is because there was some kind of relation to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like cornbread is such an African-American dish, so I knew the proper way to create it. Sure. You know? yes, and right. same with like yeah. potato salad and macaroni and cheese. Right. Now, when you're just making a sandwich, well, hell, I don't really eat sandwiches, so I don't know. <laughs> hell, you can make it any <laughs> yeah. way you want to make it, yeah. you know? So that's what I'm saying. So what do you, do you like react corn- to now? Um, well, I don't really do... I do reactions every now and then, but yeah. now I have my own digital series, which is mm-hmm. OMK Lane, which is more of a experience, kind of trending topics, like what is happening in the world kind of show. You yeah. know? And you're Ellen's like first... Correspondent, in house yeah. correspondent. Yeah. She mm-hmm. loved that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do like the red carpet events and, so and stuff cool. like that. And so it's a, you had a wild sort of... Tra- trajectory there because uh-huh. you were in school yeah. in Philly, right? At yes. Temple? Yes, I went to Temple. Studying acting. Yes, I was studying acting and film and Temple and then that was all this happened at the end of my first semester of my senior year mm. and then I moved here in January. I finished school out here so I was going to Ellen during the day and then going to school That's at insane. night. Oh, wow. Isn't that the craziest? Yeah. 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 It was really Hannah Montana kind of like. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> ah, Wait, just, take just, that wig off. just to circle back to cornbread. <laughs> uh-huh. Um is cornbread? Um I supp- um, am I supposed is something is it very caucasian of me to want no kernels? Or jalapenos in my cornbread? No, that's corn, the correct right. way. I don't right. want no kernels in it. What either. is that? I don't want that. I don't. I, I mean, kernels. Where did that start? I don't know. I, don't I mean, like I think, it. Well, I've heard from some people that some people in the South do make it that way. Preferably, I don't want it that way. I don't yeah. want it that way. I would just rather just have. I mean, we used to make cornbread, which is not the traditional way, just out of the Jiffy box, the yeah. blue box. Sure. Yeah, Jiffy's so it was just from like near my hometown. See, uh-huh. like, Michigan. Let's just stick to Jiffy. My yeah. mom. My mom's from the south and we all like we had cornbread with almost like at least twice a week mm-hmm. and I, it never had kernels i don't even like thick bread i don't like bread with like seeds on it mm, i love I seedy hate, bread like no, do you ever see ezekiel bread <laughs> no. in the yes. grocery store that Delicious. is literally my nightmare bread Delicious. i want really? rip apart I want, bread i want bread in my hand i like a cheesecake uh, factory bread yeah Every time I got my like brown bread, hates only the brown bread. Really? I love. I eat all of it. I love oh, the brown. No. What's I don't the brown like the bread? bread. It's a. Uh, I don't even <laughs> know what it is. Nickel? Is it pumpernickel? Wait a minute. Are you know. talking about the brown bread at Outback? Out, yeah. No. Outback. No, but that's, that's it's another sim- good bread. But it's though. similar. It's similar to yeah. it. I think it's I honey know. wheat. Is it, is it honey wheat? Like I don't even know. Wheat. But it's so good. You can buy it in stores now. I know, but it's not the same because they give it to you so warm and yeah. the butter is all melted. And then <laughs> yeah. when you get home, you have to warm up the bread yourself. But <laughs> right. then I overwarm it and it's crunchy uh, and it's yeah, like, it's not it's, the same. I love yeah. how you were almost yeah. ready with that answer before Kalen even finished. He walked in. I knew it was a spirit. We have a friendship. It's happening. And the brown. Bread brings yeah. the people together. Oh my it's god, it's true. It does um, not back. So wait, so when, so food, food, like what interested me when we met because we 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 shot a movie together. Yes, weirdly we enough, yes, we did. But um, when we met, I was so surprised that you are really picky with food. Yeah. Like not only was the video just kind of like a a lark that turned uh-huh. into a thing, uh-huh. but you you don't you don't like you you're very picky. How with are you food. picky? Like I don't eat a, a lot of things. Like, like I am the type us. of person that will. <laughs> be like I want it plain. Nothing what did you eat it. today? 
What did I eat today? Uh, I went to Subway. Okay. I got a Subway sandwich, mm, that's good. which was like underrated. Basic. Subway's underrated. I love it is. Subway. I got a foot long sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Oh, I like but that. But literally, the only thing on it is chicken, bacon, and cheese and sauce. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But so was, you're not I a usually person. I get like spinach, but they were out of spinach. Yeah. Mm. That's and not I don't bad. like iceberg lettuce. That's not bad. So, you don't like iceberg bad. lettuce? No. They're iceberg lettuce. Iceberg uh-uh. lettuce is kind the of bullshit. Finest. Yeah. It's I only like for it. Caesar salad. It's a brown lettuce there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a little good little spring mix. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very I love picky a spring with mix. Food. I love a spinach though. I, I I put spinach on my sandwiches mm-hmm. at Subway. Yeah. I'm not a veggie person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you don't like vegetables, and you said I think you told me personally, your mom, your parents would like. Spoil you with like very specific dishes that you want the same thing into adulthood, right? Yes, yes. like what? plain pasta. Yes, like plain pasta. Like we we were not a fast food type of family. Like mm-hmm. my mother and my grandmother cooked mm-hmm. all the time, so we had like full meals, you know. And I was yeah. used to eating like southern food, but it was mm-hmm. still very plain. Like it's just good fried chicken, you know, candy yams. Like yeah. stick to the basics. You, you know? didn't put marshmallow on the yams, or no, no, yeah, that's no. that's the way to see. Do it. I was, yeah. and I think that's why when I watch food White videos, I'm like, that. just keep it the way it's supposed to be made. Like I don't need sure. all the extra stuff. <laughs> that's right. how you know when I was a kid, my mom, my now my mom's a baker, and so uh-huh. she Ooh. can cook and bake and do all the things you're supposed yeah. to do that are good with food. I. I always, my mom would bring home like the cereal that I would like, but it would be like a new thing. Like, oh, it has strawberry marshmallows this week. And I'm like, yeah. I don't fucking want that. Uh-huh. I want the original thing oh. with no straw. I never wanted to stray really? from yeah. what is I know good. Mm-hmm. You know? You're talking about crunch berries? What are you talking about here? I, yeah. well, I, I just use that as an example. But my she would bring home, like, for example, I, I liked uh, uh, Frosted Flakes. And sure. there was like one week where it was like <sighs> strawberries. It was something yeah, yeah. weird about right. it. She'd be like, it's different. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to. What about yeah. Oreos? What about Oreos? Uh, I, I I find Oreos to be really annoying. What? Um, I don't like Oreos because they get they get in your, you have to like pull them out of your teeth and shit, and I don't uh, like it. I only like golden Oreos. Oh, golden Oreos are golden so Oreos. delicious. Yeah. Oreos are so good. Yeah, yeah, but the golden ones are great. I'm a golden Oreo They're type fine. of person. Wait, I mean, feel like that's been done before. So to, just to shift out of food. <laughs> So you are obsessed with Beyonce. Yes. Mm. Recently. I like how your voice went soft when you said that. Tell us a little bit about what Beyonce, what happened in your life Beyonce related recently. Yes. So I, uh, Beyonce's birthday was recent (laughs) and I made. I thought she was older because she's so successful, but how old is she? She is 38. Which is. Yeah, she just turned 38. She's always the, to me, she's always had the essence of someone older than me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she gives you that kind of impression. (laughs) But um, she, she, so for her birthday, I produced by myself, I created a Beyonce tribute video. Oh. This was outside of Ellen? Outside of Ellen. This was Kaylin. This was all Kaylin. This was all Kaylin. Ellen wasn't supporting that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I produced the uh, video, and basically what it was was the evolution of Beyonce. It started at Destiny's Child and went all the way to Beyonce today. Oh. We, we had six different wigs. We had 10 costume changes. <laughs> I had makeup. I was in complete drag. Like, mm-hmm. it was a whole oh, thing. I gotta but, watch It was that. insane. But, yeah. and, and really high, like, really good. Thank you. Yeah, really and, crazy good. I have to say, I called Beyonce's pregnancy the first time with Blue Ivy. Oh. I was at a concert in New York. She was, uh, what was the Run the World album? Uh, four. Yes, she, it was four, and... She was doing small venue, like small venues. She did for live shows. at Roseland. Yes, yes. And that's where I was. I uh-huh. was at Roseland. Did you go and to that? No, I, I went wasn't to in New it. York, yeah. I went to it and with my friends. And I, because of her costumes and the way she was dressed, I was like, 
She's pregnant. And my friends got so angry with me because they were like, she looks amazing. That is so You're funny. basically calling her fat. And I was like, guys, she's yeah. pregnant. Look at her outfit. My, she's pregnant. Yeah, because she was covering What happened up the a few stomach. weeks later? Yeah. yeah. Bump. She <laughs> talks about that in the documentary, actually. Oh, does she? She talks about how the, uh, the outfits for that uh, concert were specific to cover up the bump. Because oh, wow. she was already called starting it. to yeah, you, My you boyfriend at the out. time went to that show with yeah. his other friends. Um, I wasn't a Beyonce stan yet, so I did not go. Uh-huh. And they were they when they got back, they were like, she's pregnant. She's oh, absolutely wow. pregnant. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, but Wait, anyway, continue. Let's, let's yeah, continue your Beyonce. Yeah, so Beyonce posted the video. Beyonce posted <laughs> his video. Oh. Like how? Like on Instagram? On her Facebook. Oh. Yeah, she posted the and video. And so did you just die? Did you die? I did. I, like, was on my, I was on my way to Ellen when people started calling me and telling me that she had posted, and I remember I had to pull over. Yeah. I was just like, wow. did you weep? I was so emotional. Yeah, I just started crying. Now, like, can you so text Ellen? Do I? No. I don't have Ellen's number. I don't have because Ellen's number. Because if Beyonce number. posted your video yeah. on her Facebook, yeah. I have a feeling that would be an uh, Ellen textable moment. Like, Ellen would want to text you about that. about that? No, because we... You're on hiatus, so, right? No, no, no. Well, this was our premiere week. Oh. So it was like, premiere week had already been scheduled and planned. We'd already oh, shot wow. a lot of it. So, no. But I, I'm in, on the show later on this month, and I'm sure we'll just bring it up Sure. Then. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if I asked Ellen for her number she would give of it course. to me though but uh, yeah. i'm just having like i don't need it you what, should i'm just curious what is what what is it about beyonce that just pulsates through you mm. what do you love about <laughs> her so much okay so this is important to know that my entire life i used to do many beyonce performances okay but also there was something because you know i grew up in kansas for some reason when i would perform beyonce that was the one thing that like everyone let me have. <laughs> like it wasn't like I didn't have to deal with any homophobia uh-huh, or any yeah. racism. People just understood that there was something <laughs> dear about that relationship. And it was like, don't fuck with Kaylee when it comes to Beyonce. I'm dear, fascinated. I what is a mini Beyonce? So I, so like in the video, it's basically a seven minute video of like a mega mix of Beyonce. Yeah. Well, in high school, I used to host this thing called the Poetry Slam. In the last 15 minutes, I would always do a Beyonce set. And it would just be what? like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, was this all a ruse just so you can get to those 15 minutes? No, like, well, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, of course yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then when I was in college, I was homecoming king, and I for the talent part of it, I did another Beyonce mega mix performance. Wow. So it was like always something to just, I, I love the confidence of her on stage mm-hmm. and how she just seemed to be invincible. Yeah. And how everybody loved it and appreciated her, mm-hmm. you know, and how much she gave to her audience on stage. I like I can't go to other concerts after going to Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's just not the same, you yeah. know. Beyonce never felt like she was at this type of place in life that where she felt like she was too much a celebrity to still give you everything that she had. Yeah. Watching her on st- watching her live is like it's like watching an alien. I yeah. mean, yeah. she she honestly is, is like superhuman. And I was I was always like a I like Beyonce, I like mm-hmm. Destiny's Child. And, yeah. But I went to a concert in New York. It was like one of those like charity concerts where a bunch oh, of bands, citizens, global citizens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Pearl Jam, fine, <laughs> Coldplay, fine. And then Beyonce performed, and I'd never seen her before. And it the. The visuals like blew my the visuals that accompanied her performing mm-hmm. blew my mind yeah. because it was like oh there's there's real 
thought here and curation yes. and yeah. like and then you know from then on I I saw her a few times and it's like watching a superhuman on stage yes. I can't really wrap my head around yes. it I don't know how a human one human being remembers all that does all that yeah. and is fucking flawless from beginning wow. to it's mm-hmm. wild it's wild to watch but yeah. that's how I started to cater my content as well is that I tell people what makes people share content is stuff that is shared like mm-hmm. it's a shared experience because I used to tell people all the time when I see Beyonce in concert she doesn't feel like a celebrity to me mm-hmm. it feels like you're watching your best friend up there performing mm-hmm. I said there is there's something that she is able to do to make you feel like you are on a common ground with her. Yeah. That's how I want people to feel when they watch my content mm. because it makes it more special. You know, Beyonce- That's how I feel when I see Anya. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Beyonce is like, you know you're a huge celebrity when you don't have to give interviews and people still talk about oh you. Oh my God. Like yeah, you don't right. have to do press. Yeah. Like she doesn't give interviews. See, no. I don't, and yeah, she doesn't. on top of that, like I don't like live music. Like I actually hate live music, mm. but I the enjoy live her. is better than the studio I know. I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't. I just, all the noise and people screaming, I don't like ah. it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I, my favorite Beyonce concert moment ever was when, and this is also- How many times st- have you seen her? I've only seen her once, but okay. this is like in video. Uh, when her hair got stuck in that fan yes. and she just kept she singing. She kept singing. She yes. kept singing. With now, her hair in a some fan. cynical people wow. would be like, well, she has to because of the backtrack, but I say she's professional. Yeah. And so, she, someone Roll cut out that punches. hair and she did it. There's no backtrack. Wow. That's why she's superhuman. That's in the video. What? The the cutting the hair part. Yeah. Oh, it is? It's in my tribute oh video. My it's God. a great moment. It's yeah. a be- it's one of my it's, highlights. It's like I put a lot of motifs and like things in <laughs> yeah. it. Like only real Beehive members would be understand. <laughs> and the way that I include that moment is mm-hmm. I do a transition from single ladies into flawless to oh. to, you know, and but what happens is that after single ladies, I'm walking backstage, but the the uh, scene starts at a fan. Yeah, and then it comes down to Beyonce, and then the next thing you know, her hair is cut and she has short hair. Oh my god! Did so you did Easter you, eggs um, everywhere? When watching, uh, did you see the live action uh, Lion King? Yes, I did. I went did, to the premiere. Did you feel um, bad for Donald Glover for having to sing with Beyonce because it made him look really sad? <sighs> Listen. <laughs> I mean, I was watching it thinking like, why is anyone singing with Beyonce? Let her just have the song. This like, is how I felt about Donna Glover in the whole movie. Is that Donna Glover was like Simba, who's the main character. Yeah. But I didn't care about Simba. Yeah, no one cared about Simba. I didn't care. I didn't care. I didn't about care. Simba. And I and it may have just been because we already knew the story, we already knew what happened. Yeah. But also they gave a lot more story to Nala. Yeah. Rightfully so, because it's Beyonce. Beyonce, right. like... Beyonce and Billy Eichner. They're the yeah. two stars of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was very much just more interested in them. I just mm-hmm. felt so bad for Donald Glover. Because they just don't feel he, so bad. He sound, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's well, fine. they also didn't record it together. Yeah, and and it, I think it's hard to yeah. to sing with somebody else if you're not in the studio together. Yeah. They're so, not feeling the love tonight. Are you do you def do you actually not go other, see other concerts because of Beyonce? It depends. <laughs> it, it depends. Depends on what? I'm, it depends on the the person. I mm. won't pay. The only other person that I love dearly is Mariah Carey. Okay, oh, yeah. And I will go to a Mariah Carey concert. Yeah. I can't, I mean, that. Listen, uh, yeah. that's got to be tragic. Yeah. <laughs> she, what? Mariah. Mariah's actually great live. I think she. Sing, she I've heard her sing recently at the Billboard Awards not, or whatever. She sounded good. I think and she was wearing that corset. I think, I think to watch her on. On camera, 
it's different to be there in person. Mm. Maybe because the backing track is there, but I'm just like, also, this is another thing when it comes and why I'm so protective over Mariah is because I feel like society killed Whitney. Yes. Yes. I agree that. With is that is true. Because right. Whitney, For sure. this and is Bobby. the thing. And Bobby. And yes, Bobby did because that. the thing is, is that when you have somebody that has done something for their entire life and has excelled at it have, mm-hmm. has, since childhood, yes, and has proved themselves mm-hmm. in it, when you tell them that they can no longer do that anymore because of your own personal feelings about it, mm-hmm. that is devastating, you know? And for me, it's like, okay, I don't expect Mariah to sing like 16-year-old or 19-year-old Mariah. Why? Yeah. Because she done been through how many bad marriages? Yeah. And she done had She drank a lot of champagne. Kids. She done drank a lot of champagne. Yeah. Girl done been through it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's still like... Isn't it weird, though, that... It's weird to me that that's not... It's not... It's like you can't talk about it. But well, her voice has changed dramatically. Why is the expectation... This is something I never really understood. Because, like, Aretha Franklin... She always sounded amazing, mm-hmm. but but later in life, she did not have the vocal strength that she had when she originally recorded Respect, right. and okay. nobody held her accountable for not having that because voice. They let her had, age. She still had technique. Aretha, Shaka Khan, <laughs> Patti LaBelle, uh-huh. all still have... Well, Aretha's no longer with us, but Patti and Shaka... Patti in particular yeah. sounds the same. Shaka Khan sounds, sounds the yeah. same. Yeah. Mariah doesn't sound the same, and it's... Next card. Next but, card. Okay, but what I would also say today is the difference from Mariah and all them is that Mariah was singing 50 million octaves. Mm-hmm. It's true. Especially with the, <laughs> yeah. the whistle tones. But there's a way to preserve yeah. your voice. Celine Dion prever- preserved Not with doing voice. whistle tones. That's what ruined her voice. <laughs> she it's, still can do whistle tones, though. Yeah, because that's easier because you get kind of comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. And so the whistle tones still work. Yeah. But it's like the chest voice has been ruined because oh, you keep going flipping. Also, everyone looks the me. other way with Celine because she's kooky. What's to look Mariah, the other way? She, she and Mariah's the, the diva, so then that mm-hmm. kind of makes you not want to exactly. like her because you don't understand the diva antics. I love when she was getting her Hollywood star or whatever on the Walk of Fame. And the, right? kids, and the kid was climbing and on they her. And her they she's just like, uh-huh. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm harping on this, but the other weird thing about Mariah to uh-huh. me, too, is she... In, okay, I'll go back and watch her like vocal gymnastics videos from oh, like sure. 1991. I get it. Uh-huh. It was a long time ago. But watching her basically like eat wor- eat while singing, the way she would eat music, and her her what she could do is astounding. Yeah. But she would wear like you know all black, look kind of like conservative. Sure. Then she transitioned into like slutty well, Mariah. Because she divorced that I, I know, asshole. I, I know yeah. she divorced Tommy Mottola. Wearing that shit. However. It's weird to me that she's come all the way where she is now, and the 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 taste is like, ta- like is it tacky on purpose? Oh, go away! Okay, so actually, go I, away. I have, a, I have an explanation for that. Yeah, please. I have an explanation why it changed. Okay, it's because Mariah's interracial, and what started to happen was that Mariah had difficulty finding which her audience was. Sure, and mm. there was like. Whitney had the same kind of issue. Sure. Whitney got booed at the Soul Train Awards. Yeah. Because yeah. she was she singing more dance. white music, right. you know? Yeah. And Mariah had a difficulty trying to figure out which audience to go to. And then once people found out that Mariah was mixed, then the white folks weren't really, you know, on her team. <laughs> right. So she was like, well, I need to make hip-hop. And she Jermaine also Dupree loved records. hip-hop music. Yeah. And was like, that's more the music I want to sing, not these ballads that Tommy is making Her music. hip-hop era 
is incredible. The Emancipation of Mimi is one of the best albums I've ever made. I'm not like a massive Mariah Carey fan. However, I do think Mm -hmm. that we ruined her in a lot of ways. We, as like we did with Britney, I think we expected so much of this woman. And Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of ways, we... We drained her. Yeah, we drained her. And now, yeah, her outfits are a little ridiculous. And she's wearing four corsets and a cinch waist thing and whatever. I don't care. Because I want her to exist in the most ridiculous way because we don't have celebrities like that anymore. We have all these celebrities. I don't want Mariah Carey going out there being like, don't vote for so-and-so. I want Mariah Carey to go out there with wine in her hand (laughs) and just being like, I love everyone here. Oh, my God. You know? I love the diva auntie. What is your your deep cut diva? Someone that we wouldn't expect because we've talked about that here. Brent, I mean, Brent is into like, Anya, um, yeah. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Right. <laughs> Some deep cuts. Yeah. Um, I my sh- deep cuts are Sean Colvin. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I was saying before Alana Davis. I'm talking like 90s uh, Diane les- Weist. Les- lesbian Diane Weist. Uh, folk. Okay. Yep. Um, deep cuts for you, Alan. I forget what my deep cut was because too. I didn't understand it because I love all divas. Yeah. But- I would think like Jennifer Holiday. Okay, yeah, sure. I held her Jimmy Shoes once. Really? I was at a show. She was doing some Divas Live singing. It's an Uh AIDS fundraiser yearly here in Uh Los Angeles. And she was doing, it was a Dreamgirls review with Mm. her. Oh, Shirley Ralph. Yes, Shirley Ralph (laughs) and Loretta Devine. They were all getting on stage together. And RuPaul was there too. And she had to go change something. And she handed me backstage. I was working this show years ago. Uh She handed me her Jimmy Shoes. She was like, hold my Jimmy Shoes. And she like waddled off. (laughs) And it was the best moment of my life. Was she heavy or thin then? It's a pipe of shoes. Was oh, she still okay. heavy or was she thin? Uh, no, she's lost all the weight. Yeah, she was yeah. thin by the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, she's been yeah. thin for years. Yeah, like since the nineties. Any other deep cuts? Mm. I mean, I can <laughs> I can give you mine. Lilius White. Oh yes, Lilius mm. White. Yes, good old Hercules. Oh, oh yes. my God. Wait, okay, funny story. When I was in college, I went to a show that uh, one of my professors was working on, and Lilius was there, and oh that was God. before like I knew who she was, mm. yeah. and didn't know that she was one the main voice of Hercules, mm-hmm. and you know the muses. Oh yes. And I was just shook. Oh, <laughs> I'll look up any video of her singing, yeah. and also, do you know Yeba? Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's great. What is Yeba? She's Yeba a is a singer and songwriter <laughs> whose so voice yeah, is it's amazing. fucking oh, mind blowing. You know who my, I don't think I mentioned this as my deep cut diva, but Jennifer Lewis is my everything. That's what you said. Yeah. No, yes. I said Jennifer Holiday. Yeah. Oh, you oh, son Jennifer of a Lewis. Bitch. They're different people. <laughs> uh, wait, which one's the wait, Jennifer wait, Lewis Jennifer is on Jennifer? Blackish. Yeah. She's, uh, oh, really Jennifer big, Lewis. Yeah, she's, she's insane. incredible. And she's a great singer and she's from my hometown. Angela, Angela Merkel. We love her. Angela Merkel is oh, for Brent. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, Kaylin, I could talk to you about women <laughs> for days. I think we all could, except Brent. Brent is yeah, Brent, <laughs> more Brent was a little quieter this Brent was lost in this conversation. A little quieter than usual, but it happened. But thank you so much for being here. Um, where, I mean, people know where to find you, but why don't you give your a, a tag, handle. a handle? Yeah, so you can actually find me on everything mm. at the Kalen <laughs> Allen. Thank you, Kalen. And another thing. I am so excited. <laughs> As Brent is excited about you know, coming up with some bit about me cleaning shower stalls or being some like yeah. human toilet or whatever. Putting this things is, up your butt. This is you being, I've never done that, you being uh, a human toilet. Oh, well, that, is a, that is a good one. I thought that's what you were going one, yeah. for before. This is an exciting segment in which we're going to talk to Brent Sullivan, noted hypochondriac, <laughs> about his adventure. First time 
to a sex club. Yeah. So I yeah I here in I, L.A. Right here in L.A. Um, what was it? What's it called? The, the zone. Net, the zone. The zone. That's a, that's also a protein bar. Yeah. And a diet uh, plan. And I'm sure a, a tasty one at that. I so uh, here's the deal. Here's here. I'm going to preface by saying, I am very uncomfortable being nude in public. Mm-hmm. I I knew going into this, I wasn't going to be having sex. I need to be surrounded by. Fans and feathers and pillows when I'm doing that. I have to be as comfortable as <laughs> it gets. You're like Mae West. I know. I, I literally, I need to be Fan as me. comfortable as it gets. I mean, Elliot, honestly, I mean, Elliot just goes to a back yeah. alley. And, you know, <laughs> over, so I went in. So I, uh, uh, Elliot. How did you, you find out about the zone? Elliot. <laughs> Elliot, Elliot had a list. <laughs> Elliot had a list. That's not. One day, though, that, uh, he goes, that's not true. No, he literally <laughs> sent me. I asked him once. I said, where are like the sex clubs because I kind of want to try one and he sent me a bullet point list of eight uh, was that a Google clubs. Doc no uh, but no but it was from his Google Doc <laughs> no it wasn't and also I haven't been to them I just have a list of them just well, to know he's got a why do you have a list, list to know out of curiosity <laughs> come on you've been to a sex club he's on no hinge. yes I have but I but I don't have but I haven't been if this is not about but me also, but also <laughs> let me let me be fair uh, you guys have gone to sex parties before. Yes. Well, a club. It you, was a club. You went to a sex club yeah. once. Oh. It was like a warehouse. There was dancing and we had to pay, so it was a club. Right, right. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, let me just give this a shot. And I'm so ad- – I'm truly oh, no, was course, fully admir- admirable that you did. Uh, so I said, let me give it a shot. Maybe best case scenario I end up jerking off in the corner with someone. Yeah. Like that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so I go to this place. I got really drunk. I took the bus. I go to this place on a Friday at uh, 11 o'clock at night. Is it open all night? It's open all night. I hope you took a lift home. I took a lift home. Thank God. It opens at 8 p.m. I didn't take the bus home. It opens at 8 p.m. and it closes at 6 a.m. I love that you took a bus there at 11 o'clock at night. That's great. The comments online... Uh, as is always the case with Yelp, it just literally literal j- degenerates. <laughs> writing is this things. the one by Target? Uh, yes, okay, yes, yeah. it is. In fact, yeah. Um, and so I I walked in. There was a guy at the desk who a guy at the front desk who kept who literally called me sweetie twenty times, <laughs> and he had me sign like ten different forms. Yeah. And my favorite was at one point I I referenced I forget what I referenced. I said something and it was it was the wrong thing. He goes he goes, Sweetie, this is not a sex club no, this is a sex club, <laughs> not a bathhouse. Mm. And I was like, I never would have even thought that there was a difference. Okay. Um, what he was actually very sweet, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sure. But he was, I don't know. I don't know the difference. I mean, uh, presumably there was no pool there. They were, yeah, there was no pool. This is well, also, here's what, the thing. I think a bathhouse has like a spa and, and a pool yeah. or something like that. The the joke, the, the joke, the funny point about this is is that we are, I think, of, of a generation where we just missed that. Yeah. So we're kind of clueless. Yeah. As so, to where everything falls. So I walk in. I, even, even from the, before I Clothed? entered- Yes, fully clothed. I'm fully clothed the whole time. So was everyone else. I think one guy during took the a party at the sex club. Yes. Oh, everyone's clothed. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. it's like a seedy, like Berlin, yeah, dark, dark space kind of thing. Well, I I have never seen a space <laughs> that looked more like laser tag that wasn't laser tag <laughs> than this. Oh. It was every wall was black. It was two floors. Everything was uh, smoothed plywood. Yeah. And literally, like, there's, like, ramps and stairs and, like, fun. There's, like, places where you can look down onto, like, um, you can, like, look down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it was so dark and yeah. neon tape everywhere. Yeah. It was laser tag. And was there music well, playing? You know why that is. Well, because people don't want to look at each other. <laughs> no, because so you, the it's neon, so you can see where you're going. Oh, but yeah, it's yeah. intentionally dark. <laughs> for obvious yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So my favorite. Wait, was moment, there music playing? No music. No no music. music. I oh, maybe there was music. I guess I don't. Re I didn't remember music. I don't. Mm. Remember that would be the music. weirdest sex Very club. Weird. You just walk in and you just huge. hear people going. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was so big, guys. And the mo first of all, I will say a couple things. First off, was. Uh, I was really shocked that at no point did I feel unsafe or uncomfortable. Oh, uh, I didn't see. I it's was kind of afraid space. that someone was gonna like, kind of grab you. <laughs> and first of all, no one was interested in me, uh, much to my chagrin. Um, but I, I got will robbed say at a this: sex club before. you got robbed at a yeah. sex club. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I got robbed. I got robbed. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. You paused, I was then well, you for a moment, I thought maybe down. I dropped the wallet, but no, it no, was yeah, while I was yeah. getting the blowjob, okay. they took my wallet. That's awesome. That's terrible. Uh, it was in Berlin. It was I a cultural it. experience. This was my favorite. So I'm walking up a ramp at one point um, into a bird's nest that's going to look down onto people. And uh, I was walking, and this is maybe my first 10 minutes, and I felt this hand on my back. Oh, I'm already getting hard. And <laughs> I just instinctively, I screamed. <laughs> You scream? I screamed. Like, I was like, like what kind of scream? Like a ah! oh. <laughs> like like a spider? Like a spider had just like touched and and I felt so bad because of course instantly I whip around and it's just someone who's trying to get my attention. Right. So I, I said, Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm just not used to this. And the funny thing is it was kind of a, I thought it was a funny moment. This guy looked at me like a deer in headlights. He could see in my laughing that I wasn't interested. And just like a zombie, he just turned around and kept walking. Oh. And that's what was so, that, that was the crazy part was it. Yeah. God love him. Everyone was, you know, like I said, no one was creepy, but everyone was just in a line. People yeah. were like in a line walking around like zombies in this space, well, just making eye like contact, me, waiting to see if someone like made it back. It's like animals looking to mate. But yeah. that's, well, that's exactly what a sex club is, guys. Like fundamentally, the intention is to just have sex. But I'm not going to have a conversation. But I understand. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's the as as much as it is a safe space where it is funny to scream if somebody touches you, which I get. It is a safe space, so it's understood that that's how things go. At the same time, as a new having never been there before, it is wild to yeah. experience other men in the same scenario kind of just doing like what the lemmings yeah. do. And I'm not saying that pejoratively. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. this is what you do I, like I, zombies. I was, I was there. To, I sat down maybe a little bit more than the other people because oh, I, I get tired. Was it but dirty? Where'd it you was sit? Filthy. I would not sit down. Cushion. Yeah. Oh, gross. Um, but uh, I, I also will say too. Oh, God. was... That's a lot of lube. I mean, it was. I mean, it wasn't moist. Um, but yeah. I will say that I... Totally got it. I even though it wasn't for yeah. me, I didn't hook up. I also, by the way, didn't see anyone else hooking up, which surprised me. What? What? I thought it was going to be a free for all, and I swear to what? you, I was there for an hour. I swear to you, I saw no one. Were there? Hooking up. Were there like rooms? Were there or? rooms like dark spaces or like? Because yes. usually, I mean, in and I've been to a number of sex situations in my life, and both bathhouses and sex clubs, and not to brag, and uh, the the sex almost always happens unless it's a certain themed party almost always happens in a crowded dark corner yeah usually standing uh, there's this bar in new york called the cock sure. um that 
It's yeah. in the East Village, and I tasteful. I, yeah, I used to live by there. And after going, after spending, after getting really drunk at Boiler Room, I would, if I had a lot of money that week, I would go across the street, pay the twenty dollars entrance fee to get yeah. into the cock. And there's this one dark corner where literally it's so claustrophobic. I couldn't go into it now, but it, you're just packed in there, and people are grabbing dicks. I don't and like stuff. that. Yeah, and, it's and, intense. But that's very much yeah. the CD type of. So I'm surprised there was no like I corner. Was, I was equally surprised, and that's again as sort of someone who you know could you I'm, I'm open it? to. Well, that's the thing. So I walked around a lot. He had a magnifying and glass and binoculars. I, I walked around a lot, and there were there were times when a crowd would gather, but then it would dissipate because, of course, I would be like, "What's what's everyone watching?" And so I would walk by, and then uh, not because of me exclusively, but the, it would dissipate, or you would see two guys leave clothed. Right. The, I only saw one guy shirtless the whole time. Again, mm. I was only there from eleven till midnight. And apparently, according to Yelp, that's not like the fun time. It's like it gets I love busy that this at place one or Yelp. two. I love that this oh, place this has a Yelp. It has like 50 reviews. Um, but I was equally surprised that there wasn't more. But anyway, what I was going to say was I totally get why it's fun. Yeah. And again, as being in a space where the, the, the guy at the front desk was, you know, warm and nice. embracing and – I didn't chat with anyone else in there, but I didn't feel personally endangered at any point yeah. or uncomfortable. I would do it again just because it was I kind actually, of a fun novelty. I'm proud, of, relic, I'm proud really. of you for doing it. I'm proud it. of you for doing it. And I actually think the clothed experience, so the sex party we went to, it was like a, you check sort of your clothes at the door as much as you right. want to check. You can right. still wear some stuff. But it was very um, like direct in the sexuality. You know what I mean? It was very like you walk around in a thong and whatever and you have yeah. there's rooms right. and there's lights and everyone's watching right. you fuck and there's a dark yeah. space but like there's lights Elliot's, and stuff Elliot's happening. got nipple clamps. Yeah, He's course. got electrodes yeah. on his <laughs> Elliot went full nude. No he didn't. Um, <laughs> and and But you walk around and you, you and I actually felt I was comfortable of course but like rejection there is so much more um, intense I think yeah. because it is so skin driven. It's so sex, you know, body driven, and also it's so lit that you can. It just it feels yeah. like you see who's rejecting you. Whereas in a dark space or in Berlin, I love Berlin's bars because oftentimes in the gay sections because oftentimes they do have these back rooms or downstairs areas that you can go in and yeah. have sexual moments and then do whatever you want to do. But in it being clothed and dark. A, the rejection's a little less intense because yeah. you don't see the person you're rejecting necessarily. And B, you still have your own drag on, if you will. Like it's your, yeah. your, your clothes. You are yourself. You have your own intentions and you can leave any second. Yeah. You don't have to go through a process of getting your clothes back and getting dressed and feeling that humiliation. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there's also, I actually remember you texting me after you left that. Yeah, sex I was party. so. I you there were was really one, bummed out. I was really bummed out. And, and I think there's something to that, to sort of a dark clothed seedy space to walk around and see people either giving head or seeing what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Any um, of those spaces, I mean, it's, um, I think they're so You're fast. Mr. Popular. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Any of those spaces. <laughs> he, he, he walks in. Walks in and everyone's everyone like, has is a that feather. Elliot Glazer? They so have a feather ready so to fast, pet his pussy. So <laughs> <laughs> Any of these spaces are particularly fascinating to me because in them, you are either expected to or it's there's not you're not necessarily greeted with patience like the guy who touched you and you were like oh this is new to me and he was like moving on yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like it's, it's so fascinating because it's like well, why it, should they be it, patient right but that's the point exactly like 
it is like it's like going into a dog park yeah. and being a dog yeah. in a dog park and I just, you know, I've only, I've truly only been to a couple of these things and they're always, this week. <laughs> they're very, they're very, you know, they're, they're intense and there's like the laser tag element vibe. Yeah. It's, it's exciting, but it's also petrifying. I really hope <laughs> that someone listening is a travel agent or wants to book us in Berlin <laughs> and that the three of us can travel to Berlin, A, so I can show you how awesome it is to be gay in that city and how it is kind of the three uh, of us. I don't need you as a tour guide. But Thank you also very much. that we can go to the gay bars in Berlin and you can see kind of mm. that mm. sort of the symbiotic relationship between casual, just sort of being gay in a queer space, but without it being sort of like muscle we y type space, mm. but then also having a sexual element to it and how the two sort of interchange with each other yeah. and that's an it's a it's a good feeling it, it it feels like what you had at that space mixed in with like a bar that you love yeah you know it makes me wonder that. so i'm just i'm just very curious like what it must have been like in the 70s like when you know free they love was home to their wives but still, I mean, but, but ultimately, like in a city, if they had, if yeah. like going to like bathhouses and stuff, I always wonder, like, what, how, what, what was that like? What were the implications? What were the pressures? Was it, was it high pressure? Was it low pressure? Was it, were people less body conscious? I just, I'm always yeah. curious about what that's like. I mean, read some Edmund White. Yeah. He writes a lot about that. It's, he's, well, he's I tried great... to watch gay porn in the 70s and I passed out about <laughs> 25% through. Oh, we are not going to Berlin. What would your aunt say? Uh, Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on the podcast today? Hey, next time give me a heads up when you're going to talk about going to a sex club and J-O-ing in the corner. Yeah. My Aunt Joanne would say, who's Kevin Hart? <laughs> what would Aunt Anne say about aunt something Anne she heard? Aunt Anne would say, Uncle Raymond and I, we, we don't talk about our sex life, um, but he's black and we, we just... We know it's not socially right, so we just we prefer not to. Oh, good for her! How <laughs> sweet. She's also kind of racist. Okay, yeah, well, yeah she is. We thank you for that. listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. I'm H. Allen Scott. Avenue. A, podca- <clears throat> A podcast network.